You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jesper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 114 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And this is one of uh, Autumn's favorite topics. And for me, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough, though. I have to admit, I have been so up to my nose in edits recently that maybe it's not quite as favorite as it is at other times of the year. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Well, we're going to talk about how to edit your novel today. So uh, hopefully that'll prove very helpful for listeners. Yes, I think so. And I definitely, the first time I set out editing, I was a mess and I didn't know where to start. And I think a lot of writers, they're really good at writing, but they don't know how to tackle edits in an organized way that is the most efficient. And I love efficiency. So this should be a good topic, I hope. Yeah, for sure. But uh, how have things been over the last week? Have you broken anything? Uh, any websites or computers you have messed up <laughs> since oh, the last recording? That's so not fair of a question. Oh, it's been... I did, to finish up that story, I did get my laptop back from the Apple repair, repair place. And they ended up... I think if I hadn't had stickers on the back of my laptop, they would have just given me a whole new whole new laptop. But they took off my old screen, put it on a whole new base, and I have new batteries, a new logic board, a new video graphic card. I have everything but more memory, so because they refused to upgrade the memory in the year of computer I have. But I have all my files, and so my laptop is working famously and i love it i love the new keyboard the old keyboard was crap so i actually enjoy typing on this one which is kind of nice for a novelist but yeah then everything was going smoothly and i was catching up on work and then our hosting agency for the websites got hacked and luck knock on wood um I happened to have been in there almost the exact same time it happened and all they had done was just change a few emails, you know, kind of weasel in through a few back doors. And my husband and I spent the next three days blocking, cleaning, and upgrading and updating and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And that kind of like, it was like, book, I'm a writer. I thought I was like a cyber stalker, worm killer. I don't know. It was just a nightmare. It's just not our month. (laughs) It's not my year. I keep thinking about your comment that said, you know, now you know what your characters feel like. And I'm like, I feel like the main character in someone's favorite novel right now, because it's just as soon as I get the chance to catch my breath, right on the roller coaster again. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hopefully you'll get a break soon, I hope. (laughs) I swear I feel so bad for my characters now. If this is like, if it's like, I should just come with a warning that says do not touch, may break something very quickly. So, yeah. But that's my life. How are you doing? I hope it's calm over there. 
Well, yeah, compared to all that stuff. Well, luckily enough, you're the one dealing with those issues, even though it's, uh, of course, also my issue as such. But uh, you're dealing with it, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so I guess while you were doing all of that, uh, I finished up watching Vikings on HBO. <laughs> oh, jeez. That sounds horrible. <laughs> don't tell me how it is. I haven't finished it yet. We're we're still doing it. It's one of our rotations, so it's taking forever to get through the last episodes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But by the time this episode airs, um, I will have posted a a video in our Facebook group for readers uh, sharing Ooh. my thoughts about the show. I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything like that, but uh, but I I just thought I. Uh, I would talk a bit about the um, the endings without any spoilers, but more like the idea about it. Because I mentioned, I think in one of the quite recent podcast episodes as well, I mentioned the ending of Game of Thrones. And uh, I know, mm-hmm. well, we have a lot of haters on the internet <laughs> about that show. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I was mentioning quite recently how I liked that they wrapped up each character arc very well in Game of Thrones. Yes, they did. Uh, and I... And I was very pleased that they actually did the same thing here. So I liked it. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, very good ending uh, to the six seasons. As far as I know, they're not going to do any more episodes. I don't okay. think that they are, at least. So I think this is the end of the series as a whole. And um, I actually think they left it in a good place. So oh. I, I, I was very positive about the uh, the ending of it. Well, that gives me something to look forward to, unless I break the TV. <laughs> Well, yes, you might want your husband to turn on the episodes and press play and stuff like that. Because... Yeah, he won't let me even have the remote at this point. I'm surprised I'm allowed in the kitchen. Yeah, or even on a podcast. At least the podcast is still recording. That's because you're hosting. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but as I said, I'm going to share some thoughts in the Facebook group. Uh, and, uh, well, this is, of course, um, the uh, readers group we have on Facebook. But if any of the listeners should be interested in that, just search for fans of immersive fantasy among the Facebook groups. And uh, you will find one that is called uh, fans of immersive fantasy readers club for the world of Elysium. Yeah, so that's, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's us. So you're welcome to join if you want, uh, but uh, do keep in mind that this is a group for fiction readers, so we do not share any kind of author advice or any of the other usual stuff you 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 get in the Am Writing Fantasy Facebook group. So it's uh, very different compared to that one, but uh, yes. you're welcome to join, of course, if you're interested. Absolutely. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. First, can I just uh, mention that uh, something came across over, uh, over my Facebook feed? Sure. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Jeff Bezos announced uh, quite here recently that he was stepping down as the CEO of Amazon. Did you notice that? I Yes, Adam told me about it, my husband. Right. And then, of course, I, I don't know if we authors are just like chronicle worried about all kinds of things i don't know but then i i noticed some posts on my feed where some authors were concerned now uh, because when jeff Bezos started out amazon it was like an online bookstore that he started so he mm-hmm. and we know he, he likes books and then 
people starting to get concerned that, uh, well, if Jeff is gone, then he's the guy who loves the books. What will then, will that end up having some sort of effect on KDP? Mm. So what do you think about that, Autumn? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a worrier. And so, I mean, it, it to me, it's always been Amazon might not, it won't. I, I mean, there's just no way it is always going to be the number one place to buy books. Things will change. And that's why you should build your own fan base and mailing list. Because if Amazon went belly up tomorrow, that way you'd still have a way of reaching readers. You know, that's very true indeed. <laughs> I honestly think it matters absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to change anything that Jeff Bezos is not the CEO anymore. I really don't think so. I and think the readers are so active and it's a part of Amazon that unless it was making unless it was losing money, they wouldn't cut it off. No, I don't think it makes any difference whatsoever and <laughs> it's just one of those things that can we please stop worrying about all kinds of stuff <laughs> that doesn't really matter? It's just a unnecessary spend of your mental capacity and resources. It's, uh, oh my God. I don't know if uh, we authors are just a worried bunch in general, but <laughs> it's just, oh, I, I wouldn't, I was not laughing at the post because obviously somebody is truly worried. worried so right. it was not that, but I was more like, ah, Jesus, can we... Can we move on a bit instead? <laughs> it's not like Chicken Little, the sky is falling, the sky is falling about every new thing. I yeah. just, I'm not a worrier about things like that. I'm much a wait and see kind of person. So I will I, monitor the trends, but I'm not, I'm not exclusive to Amazon. So I'm not that worried. No, true. But all right, the, the really big thing that we needed to mention here instead is that For the first time in six months, we have our online writing course open. Yes! Woo! I always love it when the Ultimate Fantasy Writer's Guide is open again. It's still my little baby. Yeah, so I have a very short testimonial sound clip from past students that I want to play now. And then maybe afterward, you can explain a bit about what the course is about, Autumn. I will try to explain. You know how my week's going. Oh, well, that's true. Unless your internet breaks by the time I've played this (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, here goes. Hi, everyone. I'm Catherine. I'm currently working my way through the Ultimate Fantasy Writer's Guide, and I've been finding it very helpful. One of my main problems has been plotting. I had a very hard time getting my plot to go through and have continuity. After going through the workshops for the plotting section, I have now got a full plot and have begun writing. It has been very helpful for me, and I'm sure you will find it very helpful too. Thanks. Hi, I'm JMD Reed, fantasy author, and I just watched Autumn Britt's uh, launch day module. It was uh, really informative had a lot of great information. She had ideas I had never thought of before. Really excited to implement her ideas in the launch of my own book. Thank you, Autumn. I highly recommend the Ultimate Fantasy Writer's Guide because it's one of the best programs I've ever seen. It not only covers pretty much everything about writing from start to finish, including fan bases and staying confident and Everything, it also has things like languages and naming your characters based on that. 
and it has map making. It is just so excellent. Map making. That's just like, oh, I love map making. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we both have that. That's what brought us together almost is fantasy maps. So that's how we first really started (laughs) talking. So go figure. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe you can share a bit about what's in this course. Sure. Well, it's 12 modules and the first six, the first half are all about writing from everything from idea development to characters and world building, magic, rules for magic. So this is a for it is designed for fantasy authors. So I made it, you know, we made it so that it would go this way because you've definitely helped me on it after my initial attempt. You've gone through it all as well. And after that, it goes, it breaks down the actual writing process into writing the beginning, writing the middle, you know, the mushy middle, and writing the end, and the components that go into each of those areas. And there's some advanced writing tips. So those first six modules are really all about how to write. But if you're a self-published author, you know writing is literally only half the game. So the other six modules are all about building fans, about editing. Huh, that's today's topic today on the Uh podcast. There you go. How to make time and stay motivated because if you're working, if you have kids, if you have a family, that's, that's its own issue. And then, you know, author platforms. And one of the funny, I still remember the one of the questions when I was uploading, uploading my debut novel, Born of Water, was that, you know, those questions on Amazon and how do you answer them? And am I really answering them correctly? The first time you go through it, it is definitely like, oh, shoot, you don't know what to do. So it goes through all of those questions, what you need to know, have, do when you go to upload and how to launch your book, launch it to fans, how to get reviews. And how to take all of that if you want to keep going and make a career, make an author platform, an author brand, and talks about that. So it really steps you through from having an idea to having a platform all in one course. Because I wanted, I was tired of all these places that just like buy this one here, buy that one there, and then they often contradict each other. No, it's it's all in one course, one voice. It'll get you there <laughs> steadily, shortly, as, as long as it takes you to get through it all. Yeah, and the course is online as well. It is self-paced, so you can do it uh, from the safety of your home. And I think these days that's pretty good. Uh, I love. And, uh, I have loved that we do have a live component. We have the student Q and A every month, and I really just I love it. I love seeing the students and hearing about what they're doing and what they're writing. It's just a total perk me up kind of day. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, it's also the the first course we created, which means that over the years we've added quite a few bonus modules to the course. So so you'll get access to those too. And uh, as well, I should mention that there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. So if you don't like the course after purchasing it, you just let us know and we will get you a refund. And we're not going to ask why or anything. We'll just refund you the money. And it's simple as that. Yes, exactly. I it's you can't lose by trying it out and seeing if it's going to work for you. And I really hope it does because it is full of everything that has made a difference in my writing, my career and how things have gone and why I'm a full-time author now. So, I hope it helps you too. 
Yeah. So we've included a link to the course in the show notes. So if this is something that you think will be useful for you, you need to go and check that out. But you have to be quick about it, though. Yes. So because we're closing the course for another six months a week after this episode airs. So you'll need to get in before the 7th of March. Otherwise, it's going to be closed again. So, uh, yeah, don't... Uh, Tally around or whatever you say in English. <laughs> dilly dally, do not dilly dally. Dilly dally. Come and yeah. join us. <laughs> and on to today's topic. So editing. This editing. is uh, yeah. You sound much more enthusiastic already than I do. <laughs> well, I, I want to start with a quote. One of my favorite quotes is definitely Hemingway's. It is a. Uh, Write drunk and edit sober. I just love that one. And it is very true because writing tipsy can help the flow of creativity. But when it comes to editing, you need to have a clear head. I don't think it's very healthy, though, long term. That stuff. <laughs> it <laughs> depends on how much you're drinking. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. But if you get tipsy, if I mean, there was the other advice that you should write every day. So if you're getting tipsy <laughs> every day, I think it's not, it's probably not the best of combinations. I think pirates would make really good writers. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe actually they would, yeah. Or Vikings. Or writers would make good pirates, yeah. Oh, Vikings would be excellent writers. Yeah, there you go. See, you just need yeah. to find the right audience. <laughs> yeah, that, that might actually be true. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking that maybe we could go through some different ways one can edit a novel and Absolutely. maybe share some pros and cons and, on the different approaches. or. Absolutely. And I definitely, I mean, for me, I wanted to share too, like my organization, how I see it as different layers and different levels, because by doing that, you can refine it without wasting too much time. So I think those are important too. But let's, I want it. So you found some different types or topics of editing? Well, more like, um, some different ways of doing it, okay. I guess, more. Um, <laughs> so I could think of four different right. ways. Um, <laughs> and there might be a bit of overlap in them to sh to some degree, I guess. But, uh, yeah. but the first one I had was uh, basically edit as you go. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, certainly not something I recommend doing. But uh, I guess the pro of doing that is that uh, once the manuscript is done it's done yeah and uh yeah that's it that's that pretty is. nice <laughs> i always uh there was a writer i knew when i had my previous job as a conservationist and when i went to visit him and we talked i was a comfort you know we I'd worked with soils and plants and things. And so he would put it in terms he thought I would understand. He's like, in the, I'm mm. a gardener. In the morning, I, I go and tend, you know, I plant my vegetables and in the afternoon, I weed. So that was, he did edit as he goes. In the morning, he would write. In the afternoon, he would edit. And I always thought, well, that's a fun way of doing it. But I also think he was nonfiction. And so I think it's easier. But with fiction... I, there are times, I, we just had this discussion in, in the Am Writing Fantasy group, because this was a recent post, and there are times and there are people who do edit as they write. I think that you would have to be a good plotter so that you know you're not wasting your time editing something that you're going to end up cutting. Mm. But it's so yeah, much that, easier to edit something written. Yeah, that, that was also mm. the con I have with this one, is, yeah. is basically that... Uh, 
you do run the risk that uh, let's say you get to chapter 35 and then you figure out oh shoot i need to change something back in chapter 20 which is now fully edited so you put in the man hours to to do the editing and now you have to go back and change it which means you have to edit it again so and let's say that maybe you haven't plotted that well so you have a bit of a mess on your hand which then means that by chapter 8 and 11 and 14 and 17 and 18 <laughs> and so on, there's stuff you need to correct. Uh, yeah, you're going to spend quite a lot of time re-editing the same stuff again after changing it. So I'm not a 100% fan of this approach, I must admit. No, I I really try to avoid it. There's times I will go back and edit in like I recently realized I was missing a point of view of a character that I really thought when I realized it was important as three quarters of the way through the novel so I had to go back and add like two or three chapters in mm. that was editing and sometimes there's just like I realize that there's something that's wrong and I just need to get it right or the it's not flowing correctly so I'll go and edit but in general I just leave myself notes and I wait until I go through my first layer of editing before I go and tackle real edits, the true edits. Otherwise, I just just leave notes for yourself. I have a whole folder in Scrivener um, that's just editing notes of things I want to go back in and change. Or I do it where I go and it's available through... Uh, it's there so that I can go back and, you know, I'll put it like right in the Scrivener file, right in the chapter. I need to go and edit. I'll just add a comment or a note saying, hey, add this in too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I also feel like, I mean, I don't know. I, I've burned my, uh, <laughs> burned myself and learned my lessons in enough uh, when I got like, 50k words into the first book I wrote and then figured out that I had to ditch the whole thing and just imagine if I had edited as I went as well oh my god plus I would say that maybe it doesn't matter too much if you're very seasoned but mm. at least when you're starting out I think there is a lot of value in completing something yes and if you're editing as you go it takes you forever to complete that manuscript. Whereas if you just push <laughs> through and get a bit of a messy draft done, at least you got something done. And and then, as I think you said it before, right? Then you can start going back and edit something you actually have. But but it just the the art of or the experience of proving to yourself that you can finish a first draft. There's a lot of value in that. Um, and for that alone, I would almost say don't edit as you go <laughs> yeah i i my i completely concur especially for your first few novels don't don't do it don't get yourself trapped in that editing and not finishing finish and then edit that's uh, one of the things hey we teach in the guide is you know write the goal is actually to write a, for a short bad book just a short bad manuscript maybe should be just write it and then add to it and then enhance it because that is it's much more possible. It's easier to do when you have something there and you see the whole story arc, all the characters, when you have it all there and you're like, oh, that's how it ends. Well, now I got to go fix the beginning and that's fine. But yeah, playing the devil's advocate, when you and I write together, technically you write and I go back through and I'm writing and editing. But mm. this is like, you know, it's like book 24 for me. I'm not that... And 
you're up in the tens now too. So we, and we have it all plotted out so that we can actually work together and stay on the same path. So I'm not that worried about what we're doing, but that's an exception. I will say that because technically I am, it's already written though. You wrote it, but I'm writing and editing at the same time. Yeah. But I, in that case, I would almost more say, because there's a difference between sitting and writing the first draft. Let's say, okay, I sit down, I write my chapter one. And then I go back and I edit my entire chapter one. And then I write chapter two and I go back and edit chapter two and so on all the way through, right? The, right. But what oh. you're getting, you're getting a full book, uh, basically. Yes. I mean, the entire first draft is there when you get it from me. Mm-hmm. So yes, you are editing as you go. And, and of course, you are also writing in the chapters and you're adding to it. But but the novel is there, so to speak, or the, yeah. the, the bones of it is there already. Yes, so it's sort of a different process. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, somebody can judge us on that. That's okay if That's you want fun. to. We can yeah. take it. Oh, easily. <laughs> After the week I've had, please <laughs> judge me <laughs> on yeah. my writing techniques or my editing techniques. It's fine. All right. So, what's the next one that you have as a well? The next editing. One. Yeah, the next one I had was um, doing a content edit. And then afterwards, doing all the like grammar, b- word, uh, copy editing, and so on and so on, right? Uh, so basically, what I mean by that is doing multiple passes over it. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> and the the upside of doing that uh, is that you're going to end up with a very thorough editing uh, because you have been over the manuscript several times, which means that uh, you should at least in theory have covered all your bases once you've gone over the last pass so in the beginning passes you are not worrying about incorrect commas or finding the perfect word or stuff like that you're just making sure that the character arcs are there the story is working and so on Uh and then you worry about those things in in a future pass so doing that at least um yeah i think it's it gives a very very good end result Uh, the con is that it can take quite some time to go through it over and over again in different passes. I disagree. I don't think it takes too much time. <laughs> That's because this is my favorite method, and it is what I do when I'm writing by myself. The first thing I do is a content edit that usually begins by reading through the entire book almost as fast as I can, like I, as if I was a, a reader, but also taking really not meticulous, but really good notes that very specific, like the point of view, the plotting phase. I, for, cause I know the editor will need it eventually new words and names. I talk about what happens in the plot because I have my initial plot, what I think is going to happen. And then I have what actually does end up happening in the story. <laughs> um, I use, you know, the senses used to make sure that I'm covering all the senses. I write a very detailed, what needs worked and I'm pretty harsh on myself there. And since then, I've started opening, you know, my opening hooks, closing hooks to make sure they're varied, making sure that the opening paragraph is, you know, anchored little touches like that. Do I have the setting, the point of view is all that in there. And that is just literally the first round. And after that, I go into the ones under the what needs work. I find the ones that are like, oh, my God, this is horrible. What were you thinking? You idiot. And I go and I fix everything in those. And then I start on the going through and doing a cold pass of fixing up everything. And then usually I do one more pass that is more the grammar, writing, punctuation. 
that's usually using at this point, like a Grammarly or pro writing aid or something like that. And then I send it to the editor. I used to do eight to 10 passes. So now I've gotten it down to like three to four. I think I'm doing. Oh my good. God. <laughs> I have my book. I still remember. I've told you this one before, but I've had readers like, how do you remember that such and such has happened? I'm like, I have read this book 25 times before you ever even see it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is ingrained. Plus, I have a semi-photographic memory, so it's just like between the two. If I've forgotten something, I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> well, at least, uh, at least for me, uh, with English not being my mother tongue and stuff, stuff like that, you know, it's doing multiple passes. It takes a long time. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, And I know I'm not the only one uh, writing in English, uh, even though it's not my uh, mother tongue. I mean, I I know we have listeners. Oh, uh, yes. I can see it in the in the podcast stats that we have <laughs> listeners for from many many different places. So there's certainly other people who is in the same situation, and I think that they will hopefully, I hope, uh, sympathize with me in the sense that. Uh, <laughs> The less passes, the better. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people, I'm surprised. I think there's, um, in my mindset, is definitely organization and structure. And I thrive on that. And so the multiple pace, passes to me feel good because I'm actually going through, like, I can do three or four chapters a day. I feel like I'm making huge progress. I go boom, boom, boom. I'm through the whole book. Mm. I started again and do the whole thing. And like two weeks later, I've completely two, three weeks I've gone through the whole book and I think it's fine. I don't, I, even when I'm writing them that way, if I'm in the same chapter for two to three days, I feel like the chapter is never going to end. I usually just do a summary and I skip ahead because I cannot stand to sit there on the same thing for day after day after day. I like lots of irons in the fire. <laughs> I like getting through things. So it works well for me because it's very fast. Lots of fast that's edits. Funny. Yeah. That's funny you say that because actually For me, it's sort of the opposite <laughs> in the sense that uh, if I have to go back to the same chapter again, I feel it really annoying. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm not moving ahead. I'm not getting anywhere because now I'm at the same chapter again. So I really like to... It might don't take longer. <laughs> yeah, but I like to do one chapter and then it is done. Yeah. Because then I, I'm not going back to that chapter and I know I can tick it off my to-do list and I know it's gone. <laughs> uh, but whereas going back and redoing it um, I don't know it annoys me in one way or another <laughs> well I don't like editing in the whole, anyway so. <laughs> but it's true I mean every author is different and that's why even writing courses and everything else could be so you've got to figure out all the advice and figure out what works for you because that is going to what helps you flourish as a writer and as an editor and Obviously, some authors are never going to be fantastic editors. They might need to go through a much more in-depth uh, hiring an editor that can handle more than just mm. punctuation. Or, I mean, I tend to go through just proofreading. I don't really need a content edit. I don't need someone who's going to pick out too many awkward sentences. I, I know which ones at this point are pretty bad. Yeah, And yeah. so... I I just need a proofreader, but other authors are going to, you know, want to have maybe a different level, um, have a beta reader or an alpha reader to help them develop some things that they would miss otherwise because they just they don't have that editor instinct. No, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, so my next one is very similar, mm -hmm. uh, but it is more like. Instead of doing multiple passes, you just go in one 
pass mm-hmm. over the entire thing. Um, but the thing is here, uh, and that this is where I mean that there might be a bit of overlap with the ones that I already mentioned, right? But because to some extent we talked about editing as you go, we mm-hmm. also talk talked about doing the multiple passes. But but basically, for this one to work, and this is to be honest, my preferred way of editing. <laughs> but for this to work, you have to have a pretty thorough out- outline. Mm-hmm. So there can be no plot holes. There can be no character arcs ending up in nowhere all of a sudden stuff like that right so you have to have it so that you can basically as a well i sort of alluded to it to it a second ago but you can edit a chapter at a time and you know that once you're done with that it is done meaning that once i get to chapter 25 i'm not going to discover something that requires me to go back (laughs) to chapter 8 and and redo some part of that so you can understand that for this to work, the outline has to be very, very solid, yes. right? So it also means that you are going to spend some more time in the outlining phase because you have to work out all the, well, should we just call them different things? <laughs> but you need to make sure that there is nothing that is missing or something that is inconsistent and stuff like that. Um, but if you do that, then you are going to, basically be able to edit the entire manuscript one chapter at a time and as soon as you're done with the chapter you're not going to see it again (laughs) (laughs) and yeah that's my preferred way of doing it because i hate redoing chapters again and again and again but to some extent it's probably also why i don't like editing in the first place because once i've gotten the story out of my head and onto the page Mm -hmm. i really don't want to visit it again it's it's (laughs) there now (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that seems fair enough. And I think this one, though, even if you're a pantser, this one is possible if you do what I said first. If you do that first read through, take notes on everything that happens and, you know, get your even, like I said, the new words and names or your setting, get all that information into a spreadsheet, a table, see, make sure everything needs sense. You know, make sure that at that point, if you're a pantser, then you'd go back and look at your plot, make sure everything's fine, put in your notes of what needs to be fixed, and then start doing the chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and just finish each one as you go. So if you didn't plot it in the first place, if you basically plot it on the second, on the back end, and then fix it, you could still do it as just like, basically, I don't know if you call that first one a pass or just a read through. It's not really, you're not editing, you're just taking notes. But it helps you, especially, I mean, I remember the first time, I mean, I know with you too, the f- ignoring the debut novel, which for everyone takes more than a year, unless you really know what you're doing with writing. So go to your second novel. It it still took me about a year to write Rule of Fire and edit it. And so when you go back to that chapter number one, you're like, oh, I haven't seen this for a while. <laughs> and you need to reread it before you can really tackle edits, even if you've plotted it, because sometimes you're just like, gosh, I can't remember what I even wrote there. So it feels good to do that read through. Get yourself organized and then tackle your edits chapter by chapter. You can certainly do this. Hmm. Yeah. Well, or you can uh, find somebody to do the editing for you. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that's true, but I definitely, I have worked um, have worked with slash seen uh, something that literally looked like someone had written and then sent off to an editor and it didn't even have the dialogue tags. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't ever do that. Go through your work and at least put in like the quotation marks and things like that. 
Be that good. Yeah, it, it was probably my delivery that wasn't too. I was trying to make a joke there to <laughs> say that uh, you you get a writing partner and then you get her to do the editing and then you don't have this problem anymore. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. I wasn't actually implying. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm starting to rethink this. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I do enjoy writing with you and editing, so that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, as usually, we're lucky that uh, we're good at different things. Yes, so, that's uh... <laughs> very true. And if I I found the itch to write, I I still have my own back burner projects going on. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's true. Um, the last thing is not really a fourth way of doing it, to be honest. It's probably more like um, an add-on thing. And I can't say too much about it because obviously I'm not the one editing, but I <laughs> wanted to put it in here just because then maybe you could add a bit about how you do it. But uh, this is basically like whether you do it as a one go or you do several passes and then this part is about is incorporated into one of those passes that's up to you right mm-hmm. but what i mean is that it's the use of software so like pro writing aid uh, we've tested out fictionary we tested out autocrit yep. and actually we might dive in deeper with these particular tools in future episodes and do a deep dive with them oh, but but more on a high level note you know how do mm-hmm. you make use of software to help you during editing oh that sounds good because that's definitely um i mean i've always used grammarly but i've recently i yeah ran through autocrit fictionary and pro writing aid and and came up with some pros and cons on a winner so i definitely think there's some some things that can be added by using this level and one of them and that would be sort of my add-on to your (laughs) (laughs) add-on addendum number three uh is yes is that uh you need to find a way of not seeing what you think you wrote but what you actually put on the page and AI using something, a software that can go through and like say, hey, did you really mean this word? Or this is a homonym or you're missing the here. Having something to do that is useful. And you can do that with something like ProWritingAid or you can, uh, they say changing the font size or the text size, changing, reading backwards. That was always one of my favorite ones because by reading it in reverse, you don't literally starting at the end paragraph and reading backwards. I usually go paragraph by paragraph. You don't get caught up in the story. And that is the one thing you do not want to do when you're, if you're doing a really intense final editing round is don't get caught up in your own writing. You have to see the words. You have to see how many times you repeat the same word because it is a writer's natural habit that when you use one word that you're like, Oh, that's clever. Your mind is like sticks in your mind and you will use it two or three times on that same page. And you don't want to do that. You want to change things out. You want to find, you know, thesaurus or you want to find a better description, something different, a different sense you can use. And you can do that by going backwards or reading aloud or bigger text, something. Yeah. Put it on Kindle. I actually quite like that. I, because when you move the medium on which you read away, you know, away from the computer, away from Scrivener, wherever it is that you wrote it, and onto a different device, for example, on the Kindle, mm-hmm. you will automatically read it slightly different because, you know, on the Kindle, you normally read your books. So your mindset when reading the words is different. Yes. 
So I quite like that trick as well to just sort of cheat your own mind <laughs> and uh, <laughs> put it on Kindle. And, and then you can just, of course, you can just highlight whatever is there on your Kindle that you want to correct or something. Mm-hmm. You, you can make highlights and notes on the Kindle as well. Yes. So that's not really a problem. Um, but I think it helps you spot things that you necessarily, not necessarily would have seen in Scrivener if we mm-hmm. use Scrivener as an example here as your writing tool. Yes, I agree. And it's, you need to do something. Some people, you know, this is where they say, oh, let it sit for three months. Well, in today's publishing world, I mean, especially if you're trying to be a career author, you don't usually have three months, you can let something you edited and is just about ready to be published sit most readers kind of want to get it. So yeah, it's probably going to be something you're going to have to find a way of fooling yourself unless it happened to be book one of a trilogy and you've edited everything and then you're going to go back and release them back to back. Yeah. But do you use the software as its own kind of pass or do you do it during the other passes that you do? I have started using it as basically the third pass. So I usually go through my quick read through with all my notes. I go through a second round where I'm fixing everything in the notes and doing a lot more constructive story building, maybe bringing out the senses, things that I think are are more creative. And when I'm ready to do the proofreading, thesaurus, sort of like, when did I repeat this word too many times, the more more technical, then I'll use something like a software. Because at that point, my mind is more on the technical aspect and not the pretty word or the story building or the plotting. I know all of that is solid. I just need to look at word choice at that point or commas. And it's literally, I supposedly left brain, right brain is not really a thing, but to me it's left brain, right brain. So when I have switched over to the sheer technical side, it's, I don't have to worry about the creative side anymore unless I'm trying to choose sumptuous over delightful or something like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, very good. Is there any more on your process there that um, you want to share? Otherwise, I think I have a bit of a conclusion for us here. Uh No, I think I've covered sort of how I do my process. So I think, uh, you know, hopefully give someone some tips that there are many ways of editing, but the only wrong way, the one we don't recommend is to do it literally as you're writing, especially if you haven't even finished the chapter. Don't start editing and doubting yourself, especially if you're using it to just never finish because you don't think it's good enough. That's not the point of editing. If you're starting to do it as an undermining technique, technique, and only you know if you're doing it that way, if you have that little writer's voice and the doubt creeping in saying, that's not good enough. You got to keep working on it. You got to keep working. And you're never getting anywhere. Just stop. Stop that. Tell it to shut up and finish your chapter. Finish your entire first novel and then go back and learn to edit and edit it. Don't, don't give in to pushing it, kicking it down the road finish it mm. nope fair uh and i think well hmm. to some degree i think you've already mentioned what i wanted to say was the conclusion of all of this oh i beat you <laughs> yes yeah, i think she, i think you actually did to be honest <laughs> uh, but then maybe just to reiterate then, okay. because it is important um and the point is just that there is no right or wrong way of editing your novel it really comes down to testing out the different options and then see what works for you. So we mentioned some options here. I'm sure that maybe 
maybe some listeners can think of even more and if yeah. you can let us know um, but at least we mentioned some options here some pros and cons to each uh, way of doing it but I think the best thing you can do for yourself is to actually try out these different options not you might you know intuitively feel like I think this one works best for me but honestly you don't know until you've tried it so test them out and maybe even you're going to end up uh, finding your own way which might be a combination of some of them that you like one element from one approach and another from another mm-hmm. uh, and then you combine it and then you have something that works for you so uh, I think that's the best advice we can give when it comes to editing and it's the same thing more or less goes for writing in general that you have to find your own path and uh, nobody can tell you how to do it Yes, and if you can't find your own path, find a writing partner who has a good path and send it to them. <laughs> that was part of the conclusion as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next Monday, we are going to have a bit of fun. Autumn and I will share with you 10 terrible ways to creating characters, so you can look forward <laughs> to that. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>